everyone. I am calling all parents of young women between the ages of nine and 18 or young girls that are on their way there because I want to ask you a question. Have you ever wished you could see real smiles on the face of your daughter more often or again? Maybe you've wondered why she used to love school and now she's having trouble. Or maybe you've seen some changes in her sweetness that are not so sweet anymore. And then maybe you've seen her confidence waver and you want to help her fortify that and help her prepare for her adult journey or the journey ahead in her later childhood. But no matter what, all of these have to do with self-esteem. And our young ladies today really need some big doses of the real stuff, not the social media selfie-fed self-esteem, but the real stuff that will hold her up in the challenges that inevitably are going to come and the challenges in life. So I have a parenting workshop coming up that is totally free and totally priceless. It is called Ignite Their Joy, Five Steps to Growing Your Daughter's Self-Esteem in the Tween and Teen Years. It is March 14th through 18th, and you are going to want to register for this ASAP so you can make sure you have a seat in this virtual room that has limited guest space in it. You want to go and register now. You can find it at NellieHarden.com slash ignite. So that's N-E-L-L-I-E-H-A-R-D-E-N.com slash ignite, all lower, uh, lowercase I-G-N-I-T-E. And so go there, NellieHarden.com slash ignite to grab your seat right away. So you can have this parenting gold to help your daughter grow and ground that self-esteem starting today. You guys, I will see you there. NellieHarden.com slash ignite. Go register right away. Okay, guys. See you there. Hello and welcome to the 6570 Family Project Podcast. If you are a parent of a tween, teen, or somewhere on the way, this is exactly the place for you. This is the playground for parents who want to raise their kids with intention, strength, and joy. Come and hear all the discussions, get all the tactics, and have lots of laughs along the way. We will dive into the real challenges in raising kids today, how to show up as parents and teach your kids how to show up as members of the family and individuals of the world. My name is Nellie Harden, big city girl turned small town, sipping iced tea on the front porch mama who loves igniting transformation in the hearts and minds of families by helping them build self-led discipline and leadership that elevates the family experience and sets the kids up with a rock solid foundation they can launch their life on all before they ever leave home. This is the 6570 Family Project. Let's go. Hello and welcome to another episode of the 6570 Family Project podcast where we are putting aside the power struggles and finding the path to lead our young men and women toward the confidence, wisdom, and respect that they really need to prepare them for the world. And today we are going to be talking about this big idea of bullying and how actually it's a two-sided self-esteem coin. And you might be asking what, but 
So bullying came into my, into my life this week. I mean, it's, it's always been around. I, you know, I, uh, wouldn't say, especially compared to other people's, you know, big stories that I've been bullied quote unquote in my life. Um, but I've definitely been, uh, been a victim to it to certain degrees. And my kids have certainly been victim to it, but in my world and my community, bullying really came toward the front burner this week. It had nothing to do with me or my family, but because of the work that I do and, and where I volunteer and serve and things like that, it was brought into my arena and it had to do with a bunch of go figure middle school girls, right? There's a lot of bullying that happens out there happens in high school too. This one happened to be in middle school. And the thing is, once you get that bullying label, right? That kind of really sticks with you for a long time, especially in a town like mine. I live in a small town and everybody kind of knows everybody. And once you get that, it is, it is there, but even in, you know, I've lived in the bigger towns. In fact, we came to this small town, my family and I, uh, seven years ago, after we've lived in Chicago, Indianapolis, Raleigh, Durham area, you know, these big cities around the United States, we came honestly, because I loved all these shows that we saw on TV. I was talking, uh, I was doing some guest speaking this week and it was kind of funny because I was like, I kind of moved to where I fell in love with on TV. And lo and behold, I moved to a town that so many of my favorite shows are literally filmed in, not just like something like this, but they're literally filmed here, I can take, you know, a walk or a bike ride down and see, you know, where they're filming a lot of things. So, you know, if there's anyone else out there that ever saw a show on TV and you're like, oh, that would be so nice to live there. It's a possibility friends. You can, that's what we did. So anyway, put that aside. I'm just saying that I, I've seen that I've seen bullying on, you know, in bigger cities and I've seen it in smaller towns and it is all the same. The audience is just a varying size. Um, but here's the thing. Bullying, like I said, is a two-sided self-esteem coin, and we're going to look at all perspectives on this today. So let's kind of dive in first to the one side, which is the power side of this coin. This is where you're going to find self-esteem is down, right? And so they're going to try and use power to pump it back up with this false sense of security. It's really a false floor. And you and I know as parents, and let's not be wrong here, adults do this too, right? But uh, we're talking about our kids here. We are the parents, we are the uh, family architects building the beginning of someone else's life, our children. And we're really here to guide them and help them through this childhood experience to get them into a, an adulthood that they can actually flourish in. So bullying is a part of the game, so to speak, that uh, it exists in our middle and high schools today, some in elementary school, especially in middle and high school, but this false floor, right? So we know it won't work, but they don't. And as many times as we can tell them, or maybe we haven't even had the conversation yet, right? And they're doing this before we have a chance to, to do that. If your child, you're seeing them be on the power side of this self-esteem, uh, the self-esteem coin, then 
you and I know it's not going to work. You and I know that this power is not, you know, thicker than a thin, uh, thin ice shield right there, but they don't know that yet. And some, uh, some lessons they just need to learn on their own, which is so hard. And I've seen so many kids learn this lesson, but it is what it is, but what, why do they do this? Right? So they're craving power for some reason. And it always begs the question to be curious, why are they being bullies, right? Why are they making these decisions in order to do this? And we're going to dive into some of that today, but just remember that curiosity is one of the biggest tools that we have in connecting with our kids. It's curiosity. It is not power, right? We are not lording over our kids and they are not our subjects, so to speak. They are people that we are trying to raise up to be functioning, uh, prosperous, confident, wise, respectful adults. And we can't do that if we are just grinding in on them and same with bullies, you know, it's not going to work for them either, but you know, have you ever heard the, the saying hurt people hurt people, right? I heard that I don't know. I was probably in high school when I heard that. And it just really clicked in me and made so much sense right away because they're deflecting, right? Hurt people hurt people. And it could be something that is totally unrelated. Maybe there is unfortunately, some kind of abuse happening to them, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever that is. Maybe there is a divorce happening at home. Maybe someone passed away at home. They have all of these emotions and they don't have an outlet to do it, but they were hurt. And so they turn around and hurt, right? Um, on a much less scale than this. I hate it. You guys, when I hit my head, like you want an automatic Nelly mad button. It is Nelly hitting her head. I don't know why, but it really does. And when I, I would just remember this one time I was in this tiny shower. I, we were visiting somewhere. I don't know. And I hit my head. They had like this notch out of where you put the shampoo and conditioner. And it was just at the right height for my short little head to hit. And I hit it and I automatically without even thinking about it, hit my elbow on the side of the shower, like out of aggression, you know? And I, then I like paused. I was like, wow, that was quite a reflex. Nelly like hit my head. It like, it was just like, I hit my head. It passed through me and I had to hit the, the side of the shower, just like out of a reflex aggressive action, the shower hit me. Therefore I hit the shower. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds completely ridiculous because it is, but it does kind of relate to this hurt people, hurt people. And when they're doing this, they're, they are experiencing some sort of hurt and they don't have the capacities in order to deal with them and talk through them and manage those feelings and emotions on the inside of them. Therefore, they are going to turn around and just spew them out onto somebody else Again, we know that that doesn't work, but man, does it feel good in the moment, right in the moment. And then it all comes flooding back right afterwards. And so bullies typically are not going to be happy-go-lucky people, right? Have you ever met a happy-go-lucky, super cheerful bully? No. The, the answer is probably no. So hurt people hurt people. And then there's also weak people are often bullies. And when 
I hear weak people are often bullies. Like there's two that come to my head right away. Um, just from teaching history and and things like that, that I'm like, "Mm, weak people become bullies, like on a global level, I think Napoleon, I think Hitler, right? And not to say that I am comparing either one of those, but to your child or anyone else out there, but I'm just saying that weak people can often become bullies. You've, you've all heard of the Napoleon syndrome, right? And these, uh, these, um, kids, especially young boys that are really short. And then they, they're, they're short. So their ego is big. Right. And I've seen that with my own eyes before and man, is it so true. But another example that comes to mind with that is I'm sure everyone, all of you have uh, seen this before, because I don't know many people, especially in the United States that haven't, but the Christmas story, right. The, the, movie that literally runs 24 seven, right around the Christmas holiday, um, is the Christmas story. And there is that bully in there who's all big and all macho and all mean. And then he gets, you know, hit once and he goes running off and he's actually this really sensitive person on the inside that for whatever reason, what he has to wear this shell of ego and bulliness around him. So, uh, that's another way. And then another thing we need to look at is that maybe they have been bullied themselves. These bullies have been bullied and they're just saying no more, right? I would rather be the enemy than be the victim anymore. I am so tired of being the victim here. And maybe they're hiding from something or they're protecting something, right? In my work in the animal field, I see this all the time and I see it with middle schoolers too. Middle schoolers are, you know, somewhat like the wild, uh, if you will. And, but maybe they're hiding something or they're protecting something. You think about, you know, any mama fill in the blank when they're protecting their young, they get really bullish, right? They are protecting something. And so, the, that's really the power side and some reasons why we might see this. The other side of that, and before we move on, I want to say all of those are self-esteem issues. All of those are self-esteem is down. Therefore, I need to power up, even if it's false, even if it's a false sense of uh, what makes me feel good and what self-esteem could be, I'm going to get there with power because it makes me feel good in the moment, even if it's fake. Okay. So let's look at the other side, flip over the coin and we have the victim side. Okay. So those are where the self-esteem is down and it quickly gets worse. It gets worse and worse. They don't even have this veil of false self-esteem that is coming, uh, to, you know, help quote unquote, protect them, their self-esteem is down and it is getting worse. They don't understand why people would treat them this way. And unfortunately, the people that are often the victims and feel like the victims of bullying are perceived as weaker physically, emotionally, or even mentally than others. And those power hungry self-esteem seekers that we talked about already, they're really hunting for some quick wins. And it's so unfortunate that it really is those kids that again, are perceived. I don't, I'm not saying they are, 
but they are perceived by, for whatever reason, by that bully at the moment, that person that is bullying. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't want to, um, it is important to say, uh, that they are not a bully, right? That's an uh, identity statement right there, but they are bullying, bullying. That's a hard word to say. Um, but that's, that's an identifier. So you never want to say, oh, so-and-so is a bully, right? You could say so-and-so is bullying, right? You don't know their full story. You do not know their full story. Even if it's your kid, if your kid is bullying, then you don't know the full story of what's going on because then we would be uh, diving in and helping them deal with all of those issues. Remember hurt people, hurt people. So again, dealing with this, this victim side here, uh, a lot of those people can be, especially if they're perceived as emotionally weaker, maybe they're empaths, right? And I fit into this category. This is where I've experienced a little bit of, you know, what some could call bullying the past, but with empaths, all they want to do is help others, right? They can feel the, the hurt, the people are, are going through, right? Even as someone is hurting them, they feel their own hurt, but they also feel the hurt of the person that is hurting them. That's a really tough place to be in. Sometimes it can be also very confusing. And you're just like, I just want to help you, but you're also hurting me at the same time, which makes me not want to help you. So if your child has more of these empathic, you know, they can feel the feelings of others more easily than somebody else, then that's something to dive into and be curious about as well. And unfortunately, if, if your kid is an empath, uh, those people that do turn away or are bullies, they, um, are bullying them. See, it's, it, you could do it so easily, but I'm telling you, uh, I've done whole podcasts on this, whatever you say to your child, as in you are becomes their, I am statements later on. So self-correcting myself here. So even if, uh, you know, if your child is being bullied and they have, you know, more empathic tendencies, it can hurt even more because they're hurting themselves and they're feeling the hurt of someone else. You know, I was not a book smart kid when I was growing up. Um, I mean, a, not bad. I was a B student, but I was not a book smart kid, but I really was a very emotionally smart kid. I did not have that language back then. I could couldn't have like raised my hand in, you know, fifth, seventh, 11th grade or whatever, and said, I am emotionally intelligent. You know, I would not have been able to say that, but looking back and knowing, uh, and doing all the studying I have for the, you know, past decade plus and, and things I'm like, Oh, okay. I see where those came from, but the slip can happen with the confidence here. So the people that are on the victim side of this self-esteem coin, really start to lose confidence. And when confidence comes into question, so many other things can fall in the domino belt from there. So if you're being curious about this victim side, good questions to ask are, why am I giving over my power to these people? Why am I giving them the puppet strings of my own emotions, right? What am I craving that I am not getting and where can I find it? Okay. 
Those are great questions to ask yourself or have your kid really ponder and have discussions about and be curious about those questions, right? So why am I, uh, let's see, why am I giving my power over to these people? Why am I giving them the puppet strings to my emotions? And maybe even if this is physical bullying, you know, uh, um, puppet strings over to that as well. What am I craving that I am not getting and where can I find it? Okay. And so we've looked at one side of the coin and we've looked at the other side of the coin, right? The power and the victim side. There's another perspective. There is another perspective. If you're looking at a coin, it is not just one side or the other. There's an edge. There's an edge to that coin. And those people, uh, which is what I see very, very often in middle and high school in my tweens and teens, and not just mine, but out in the community and, and the families that I work with, these are the ones that their self-esteem is both power and victim, because these are the ones that are seeking acceptance everywhere. And to some degree, everyone is seeking acceptance, but there is some that are doing it and focusing on that even more. And these kids are victim, right? To living and behaving outside of their natural practice in order to fit someone else's agenda. Uh, but they don't feel like they have a way out necessarily. And they are finding this free power, right? These, these power-ups um, in what this is doing as well. So this can be really confusing. And unfortunately, riding the edge really can lead to them being a chameleon. And having that chameleon behavior doesn't allow our kids to find their identity. And I say find their identity, but a real way to put that, a better way to put that is build their identity, right? Your identity is not something that is out in the middle of a field and you go searching out there to find, right? That's not how identity works. You build your identity over time. It is part uh, ingrained into you through genetic code and, and history. And it is also even much more so also uh, part of your environment. So there is a uh, genetic heritage component. There is an environment component um, to that, but you build your identity over time. It is not something that you just go in fine needle in a haystack uh, style. So yes, riding on the edge. So the curious, what that could look like is asking questions like, who is writing my life right now? And who am I? There's that identity question. Who am I, right? Who do I want to be? How can I get there? How do I fill in the gap there, right? We don't want our kids to leave home and go into adulthood, not having a clue of who they are, who they want to be and how to get there. We don't want them leaving childhood as this chameleon who is one way with one person, another way with another person, another way with another person, right? There needs to be this consistency of self, this knowledge, self-knowledge and self-leadership so that they can take themselves where they want to go. They're not being pulled by a collar in 19 different directions, depending on what room they're in in the workplace or in the school or in the home, even we want them to have that sense of self. So growing and building your child's self-esteem is one of the greatest things that we can do for them. 
with self-esteem, they can be confident in life situations. They can be confident in chasing dreams. They can give and receive real respect. They can have joy, right? They can find joy. Remember, you've never seen, and I mean, I would challenge you to really think if you have ever seen a truly joyful uh, person that is bullying. I don't think so. I don't think that that is a, that would be a conflict of character and a conundrum right there. And they can grow in all areas of wisdom from the practical to the academic, the personal and the relationship wisdom. All of that can happen if we can nail down this self-esteem, especially during the teen and tween years, because I mean, think about it during the, um, elementary years, you know, that, that zero to eight, you're really building life for them, right? You are, you are spoon feeding them, uh, their emotion or their, not their emotions. (laughs) Trust me. If everyone spoon fed, uh, their two-year-old emotions, we wouldn't have any tantrums, right? No, you are spoon feeding them their reactions and what they're going to be doing and all of the consequences and their disciplines and all of that. But after, after, uh, eight years old, and when they're in the, you know, nine to 18 realm, that's really when you're partnering with them even more so than ever. And it just continues to grow when they get uh, closer to adulthood, you are partnering with them in order to build their life, right? You are partnering with them to build their identity, their character, their self-confidence, their, their self-esteem, all of that. And without self-esteem, like any illness, it is the only thing you see and feel, and you are constantly fixed on moving that one needle and everything else falls to the side, right? If you are on the power side, you're just wanting more and more and more power. If you're on the victim side, you're just getting more and more and more reasons why you feel so terrible. And if you are riding the edge, you are just trying to appease more and more and more people. So getting self-esteem under control and really being able to ground that is essential. And for those listening right now, if you have a daughter that you would love to see her shine, right? I actually have an event coming up that is on March 14th, uh, 2022. And I would really love to invite you along. It is called Ignite Their Joy. Five Steps to Growing Your Daughter's Self-Esteem in the Tween and Teen Years. Why did I do this event? Because I am seeing it out there. I see it in my my own kids, in my kids' friends, in the community that I serve, in the families that I serve, in the hundreds of families I interact with on a weekly basis out there in the world, not just in the U.S., but in Europe, Canada, uh, Australia, right? All these places the same things are happening. So that is why Ignite Their Joy was made. So this is a five-day parenting workshop for all of you parents with young women out there that want to see how to lead your daughter toward a grounded self-esteem that they can own, right? We want them to own it. We want them to be able to grow from it. We don't need a borrowed from social media popularity and outside world type of self-esteem because it's a false floor. It doesn't actually exist and it will fail them. It is not a matter of if it definitely will. So we need to be able to help them grow that true grounded self-esteem. 
So whether your child is on the power side or they're on the victim side, or they're on the acceptance rim of the self-esteem coin, or they're flipping in between, right? It is just like throwing a coin up in the air. We, if you have a child, especially a daughter between nine and 18, you know that that coin is constantly flipping. I am a, I'm a victim. I am a, the one in the power position. I'm just trying to get people to like me. And it just keeps flipping over and over and over again. Wouldn't it be nice to stop the coin right? Have it land on your hand, cover it with your own hand, ground it, give it support and help it grow from there. I mean, how would that feel? It would be so amazing, right? So this is a totally free workshop, totally priceless information that you can take and truly help shape uh, the, their best life from. So I hope you can be there. It, uh, you can find it at NellieHarden.com slash ignite nellyharden.com slash ignite and go there and register. And I can't wait to see you there and for everyone else. Okay. I can't wait uh, to be back here next week with another episode, but really think about these uh, ways that we were curious today. Think about these ways, uh, how you've seen your child be on one, two, or all three, most likely all three sides and perspectives of this coin and try and help them stop flipping it back and forth and truly give them a grounded self-esteem. And again, if you have a daughter between nine and 18, I will see you at that workshop and keep, uh, guys, keep teaching, keep laughing, keep loving. And remember above all, keep showing up with intention in this 6570 parenthood childhood experience because they need you. You are their guide. All right. I'll see you later, guys. Thank you so much for listening today. And I hope you were able to take something from our discussion that you can use to build the foundation of self-led leadership in your own family. If you are a parent with children 17 or younger, and especially those around nine and up, I would love to extend an invitation to you to the best club in town. The Family Architects Club is a private club where intentional parents go that want to love, support, connect, or reconnect, and really truly help guide their kids and teach them how to self-lead in discipline and leadership. This is an online community and you are welcome to it. Parenting is a project and you are the architect of this one. You plan, you design, and oversee the construction of the beginning of someone else's life. And that's what goes into these first 6,570 days, and it will be the foundation for the rest of their lives. So come join the club. You can find your invitation on the front page of my website, NellieHarden.com. That is N-E-L-L-I-E-H-A-R-D-E-N.com. Thank you again for being a part of this conversation today. And if something really resonated with you, or if you have a question, please don't hesitate to connect with me. You can find me on Instagram at Nellie Harden. And lastly, if you love the information, please, please leave a five-star review and a comment so more and more families can be impacted by harnessing the strength of these ideas and tools in their own families. So thank you so much. Happy building, you guys, and I'll see you next week.